0: Good afternoon, good evening, this is A Vague Idea, it's a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia, and each week we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we are going to be talking about the very scary month and festivities that make up October through early November. We are talking about the spooky season, and we're going to be doing that with two guests who you might remember from previous episodes on nerd stuff that was the first time you guys remember That's that right.
1: at all i do remember mm-hmm. that
0: then they were on for wizards
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and and most recently in the uh, at the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 we recorded a new year's episode <laughs> that mm-hmm. may well have doomed everyone <laughs> in the world <laughs>
2: I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Because we
0: we joked about an unnamed incident that occurred on New Year's Day uh, Mm -hmm. that that we were you know we also really hedged our bets that this was not really going to happen we didn't really want it to happen it was this was all for fun Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, it just took about three months longer than we expected and then boom the world ended for real for a while.
1: With the incident yeah it really did it was like it was mid-ish December I feel like that we were recording and then just in our hilarity and ignorance right like making fun of whatever might actually happen in the year 2020 and then as we all know it was not far into 2020 when um things started to really derail we are so sorry um yeah for having caused that tragic event just in Mm -hmm. our mocking um Yeah, hashtag delusions of grandeur. Yeah, we'll we take We sure sponsor. open the door there,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, we brought the attention down upon us. The we, human race. Uh, so
0: the, the people who have, have both spoken uh, briefly are our returning guests. Lindsay Morehouse, welcome back. Thank you. And Jeremy Mask, welcome back. Hello, sir. Hello. And <laughs> as our special featured guest, we have Cricket, who, cricket. Uh, have you named the Cricket?
1: No. Mm. Would okay. you like to?
0: I mean, we any we can name it anything but Jiminy because I think we'll get sued.
2: Mm. Um. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, we'll yeah, Yeah,
3: let's put a pin in that, put it in the parking mm. lot.
1: Parking lot. Yeah, we'll park Okay, great. That one. Yeah.
0: This Cricket, maybe, maybe just Cricket Wireless. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That could be a sponsor mm-hmm. for us. Uh, we, we, we call could... them Squeaky. Squeaky. Yeah. I like Squeaky. Yeah. It's evocative. It's uh, it's onomatopoeia for mm-hmm. his, his little his chirperooz. It's very good.
3: <laughs> Speaking of onomatopoeia, this is off topic, but I have a theory, and I shared this with someone. And I don't know if they bought it or not, but I decided that the word "crap" is onomatopoeia. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, I was it is roughly about the sound it makes. Well, that's what I was thinking. I heard someone say it well into my 40s, and I was like, "Well, wait a second." I can't. I think that's describing something and then i've been on this this uh this ride ever since so
0: yeah i mean it, 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 what's beautiful about in. the word crap is it seems to cover it whether you're having whether it's going well or not like it's either true. way it's really yeah. just how long you blow, you draw that a out you know what i mean
1: <laughs> or how,
0: how hard the... yeah how many <laughs> p's <laughs> you throw at the end yeah,
1: yeah. Say how, how, how hard the p is yeah. really right
0: yeah <laughs> if you're drawing out the a and have a hard p you're probably crapping yeah, it's good to, mm-hmm. good to start the show on a highbrow note. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Welcome aboard. Proceed. So it's spooky season. Do either of you have any uh, any affinity for this time of year? Or is it just kind of, you know, it's part of every other year, whatever.
1: The like the <sighs> the fall time, the the change of yeah, season. The fall the...
0: time, the monsters, the the corpses, the costumes.
1: I just always feel this time of year, I'm, I'm surprised every time how quickly it starts to get dark so early
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then like it forces then the awareness, I think of, of the time of year and the impending winter and all that. So it's like, it's just a really obvious time of year where it's like summer's all the same for a long time. And then all of a sudden, like, it's not anymore.
0: So for you, the spooky is more an existential spookiness that it's like, yeah. Hey. It-
1: get ready to buckle
0: down everything's gonna get cold and shitty and the sun's only be out for like six hours and it's not mm even gonna want to be there
2: Mm
1: -mm. it's
0: like it's like going on a bad date with the sun every single day
1: yep it's a it's a literal and a metaphorical darkness
0: (laughs) (laughs) beautiful beautifully said jeremy any affinity for the spooky season
3: well i i grew up in the midwest so uh we had a little more of a fall and uh, more colors in the trees and things like that. So I have a little bit of a sentimental feeling about that. Um, you know, that kind of like in-between weather that everybody likes. Um, so I, I enjoy it. And then I do I do like a scary movie.
2: All right, yeah.
3: If it's scary. Like, I, they're not often scary. And so if I find a good one, I'll, I'll kind of latch on to it, um, which is a sticking point with Lindsay and I because she does not enjoy the scary movies, so much.
1: I they well, they make me, uh, um, they give me stress. Uh, but mm-hmm. what was what was the one we saw in the theater recently? Um, the that was scary was, and weird. The we with the saw house. the with the what the house where there's like the the house and then the mirror the opposite house to try to confuse.
3: Oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. that was what good. What was the name of that? Was it us? I don't know. It, no, it just um, came out
3: like within the last month.
1: Sorry, you uh, can the, edit all this out. Yeah, sorry. Oh. This, um, <laughs> this is fine i was uh, gonna whatever ask, the name like, of that
0: is it's good it, it, it'll surely come to you um yeah, but what yeah. i was gonna ask is like what qualifies as scary to you jeremy like is it is it about creating tension or is it about like jump scares or gore or what what's what's your qualifier
3: something that elicits a reaction i think there's a lot of you know scary movies that are just cheesy sort of and not really scary but then if there's there's a movie that like actually makes you jump
2: mm-hmm.
3: and it's like oh you kind of it's like you know you get that sort of roller coaster feeling
2: sure
3: um that's fun or if it's legit scary where like you're afraid of what's about to happen and yeah. you might take that home with you <laughs> a little bit okay. knowing okay. that it's not real but you're like oh shit. you know so when i was younger and i believed in other things like the exorcist might have been uh one of the actually the the uh, the exorcism of emily rose was creepy that that's really a creepy, creepy movie, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in it's, the way and that it's she a compellingly creepy one
0: because it's about Alzheimer's and possession having similar sort of characteristics, which is uh, uh-huh. it's just about us confronting our frailty and the right. existentialism that is uh, the constant decline of life.
3: Uh, yeah, and then like kind of on a third note, uh, I watched uh, Midsummer. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I think was sort of an indie film, but that was more of a slow burn. You're not quite sure where this weird shit's going, and then it gets real fucking weird at the end. And you're yeah. like, "Oh, <laughs> I really like that movie." Neat. That's one. Of yeah, my yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. So yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if they all fit in the same genre category, but just like weird, creepy, it's something that I can that kind of gets me going a little
0: bit. But so you would rather so you'd rather watch Midsummer or have you seen Hereditary? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the previous yeah. film by the same director, also very creepy, very foreboding. Really, like yeah. it just ramps up and and gets really tense. Um, yeah. so, you, so, movies like that over, say, your Nightmare on Elm Street series or, or uh, uh, yeah, like one, the, one of those
1: styles. Slasher. Yeah, just
0: like yeah, those, those campy just, kind of slasher movies where it's just like, oh, okay, the killer's going to whip and they're going to kill people. I could watch
3: hilarious. those for a giggle, you know? But, like, um, right. The Devil's Rejects, like the Rob Zombie version of that sort of a thing, like yeah. that, I thought that was a good movie, right? Okay. So, it's okay. like... Yeah, yeah. Because it just felt a little a little more visceral and real. Yeah,
0: you want that. You want that visceral, that visceral, yeah. like just the yeah, like the real just tears at you kind of violence. I mean, that that's one of the reasons I like I like a lot of horror movies is when basically just it elicits enough of a an emotional reaction for me where I'm just genuinely maybe sad for the people who died or something. Uh, I'm like, oh, that really stick with me because uh-huh. it was real enough that I feel bad and and you know, maybe I'm not imminently worried about somebody grabbing me and pulling them pulling me into their house or something and murdering me but uh yeah you can suspend still...
3: your disbelief just a little bit yeah. I, I i think there's something to be said about the fact that we are desensitized quite a bit to um things that would have just been horrendous say 50 years ago
0: yeah people and so if you were scared get... of a train coming at the screen a hundred and some years ago,
3: <laughs> it was, yeah, that or like my mom saw The Exorcist uh, when she was in high school when it was originally out in the theaters, and I, I think she legitimately didn't sleep for a week, right? Oh, yeah. And now we would watch that, and it's like okay, scary, but yeah, I mean, you could kind of see the, you know, yeah, there's it's like there, uh, and a little little campy too, maybe. Yeah,
0: and that's I'm, I mean that's a movie that historically like people sued because they went into, <laughs> like when they went into labor watching the movie. People mm-hmm. sued from vomiting in the theater, like all sorts of crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, screw, like, uh, screw,
3: uh, screw spicy foods.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think when when the, if there's a movie that can kind of break through that a little bit and get to you just a little bit, you know, it's like okay, yeah, that's. Of course, there's the downside, but then that's not going to work anymore, and then something has to happen that's maybe a little more
2: yeah
0: yeah, that's kind of but... that that inevitable ramping up um mm-hmm. there there was a uh so american horror story i don't know if you're familiar with this sh- the mm-hmm. we are yes, so they've got are. so they did like an anthology thing called american horror stories did you watch any of those
2: that's no, the great. recent one right yeah so that's like Real. they did
0: they did seven mm-hmm. episodes of that one of the episodes is very interesting um because one it's a one-off and i think they're way better at doing one-off things than they are at long stories but that's that's a conversation for another podcast. Um <laughs> but this one is is pretty much about that. It's this idea of like how do we ratchet up terror even more than just like jump scares and music and not showing you what's going on and putting the camera in the POV of a person who is, you know, claustrophobic and stuck in this area. Um, so yeah, it's cool. You'll have to check it out and let me know what you think when you see it.
1: Definitely. Okay
3: um the name of that movie that we were referring to a few minutes ago is called night house
1: the night oh, house. okay yeah, yeah i, I the... looked it up
0: cool i saw the uh i've seen trailers for that and it does look very interesting it, it was interesting it, yeah
1: it was interesting uh we had stuff to talk about afterwards which is always kind of fun yeah um, that's the best part about going I've... to a movie
0: with somebody is actually being able to talk about something afterwards and not just be like oh so that the one guy beat up the other guy and that's right that's the movie
2: yeah. well we usually don't
3: talk much at all
0: so if a movie oh. can't kind, of, kind of break through this... <laughs> yeah
3: <Sorry>. i know <laughs> i mean
0: uh, listeners just full discretion oh. here yeah. they are on the podcast again because we're bringing them back together they've been mm. in a total silence since the <laughs> pandemic started the and, reunion uh, yeah, this is, this is, gonna this be is really just to reignite the fires of romance uh-huh. between our two guests.
2: Here it is.
0: <laughs> so uh, both of you just go ahead and lie down on the therapy couches that I shipped to your houses and we'll Great. get started. Um, first, yep. we're going to talk about your mothers. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, uh, for the opening question, <laughs> since this is a time of ghosts and monsters, I ask you both, do you believe in ghosts or monsters or both? And why or why not?
1: uh monsters no okay ghosts maybe
0: all right why maybe
1: uh well so there's the like the more hard science part of me that's like you know there's no way that that's a thing and then there's the other southern california whatever (laughs) hippie part of me that's like well everybody has an energy and you know who knows what happens to it when you die and um there have been a couple of things that like happened, uh, to me or family members or whatever that we can't really, um, explain otherwise. And okay. I, so, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not taking it off the table. Uh, if yeah, I, so yes, I, ghosts, ghosts are a maybe. Okay.
0: Do you care one- to divulge maybe one of those happenings? Sure.
1: Uh, so my dad, uh, when we first moved to, um, Fort Collins, Colorado from California, it was not long after we moved to Fort Collins that my dad moved to Laramie, Wyoming. And, um, he, he bought a really old house there, like 1800 something. Mm -hmm. Um, and it had like a separate kind of basement apartment, whatever, where my room was, but the floors were like old wood and super squeaky. And, Whenever I was in the basement, I could hear people like walking around upstairs. And this was when I was in high school. So I was sleeping in super late. So I woke up really late, um, heard footsteps kind of pacing around upstairs. And so I just assumed it was my dad back from his bike ride. So I got up to like go tell him, hi, I went up the stairs and like no nobody's in the house. Um, in fact, I so I looked through the whole house and then look out the window and see him pull up on his bike. And so he had not been home at all. Um, and yeah. no one else, no one else was home, and so, and it was like footsteps enough that like it was like going into the bedroom, walking around the kitchen, and like you know going back around. So it was like clearly something, someone, whatever, walking around upstairs, but like but no one had been home, and so I told him as soon as he came in, and like he and Terry, um, uh, my stepmom at the time, uh, had independently had similar experiences themselves, didn't share with each other. And then finally they were both in the kitchen and like this, something happened to them at the same time that they both saw, they, they had actually seen something where it was like a a dark shape um, moving around the house, like always in the corner of their eye or whatever that they blew off. But they were both standing at like the kitchen counter doing dishes, doing something. And it, it, the, the thing passed between between them in front of both of them, like in front of the counters while they were both there and so they couldn't deny it and then shared like the other stuff that they had seen so it was just that was really the only thing like in in i guess that 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 was like kind of concentrated around that house which
0: yeah yeah did you ever did you ever name it did you or did you have any ideas about what it might have been
1: they they would joke about it like because i guess the the previous owners of the house used to raise rabbits um so when they bought the house they like you know bought the rabbits that came with the house and tended to them but of course there were like myriad rabbits buried in the backyard and so that was my dad's explanation as to what it was but the footsteps you know were like very human so it didn't be a really big bunny or
0: so it could have been like big chungus maybe Uh, weird
1: yeah it just just weird but like you know it didn't feel scary or threatening or um any of those kinds of things, but that w- I don't know. That's kind of been the only thing and that was so long ago now. Okay,
0: well, yeah, so you've got a reason to maybe believe in ghosts because at least there's ghost rabbits. It's a or, hard maybe. Or giant ghost rabbit, king rabbits. Does that maybe. work like a rat king, but like a rabbit king know. if you just like a bunch of rabbits together?
1: Like a human rabbit footstep. Oh God, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you think I got- that's
0: what they were doing was they were creating some sort of like human rabbit hybrid?
1: I don't know. Because I mean, you that's- know it-
0: Ambitious, heart. It, can not, it look like Frank and Danny Darko.
1: It yeah. might have been Frank.
0: Ooh, there you go.
1: <laughs>
0: Going out for beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, Jeremy. Yeah. What? Do you, what about you? Do you believe in ghosts, monsters? Neither. Both. Maybe. Kind of.
3: Um. In the strictest sense, I would say no to both. Okay. Um. You always have to leave open the uh the possibility, I suppose. Um. No, I, I think at a, at a younger point in my life, I would have probably said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Ouija board incident once that Ooh. would have, you know, what? lent itself to that. Um,
1: we haven't talked in <sighs> so long. <laughs> Tell, me, <Right. laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> I forgot my joke. Um,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Where did you go no, I think there were a group of... Oh, I don't know, maybe like five of us. And I, I can't even tell you whose house we were at. Um, someone had a Ouija board and was like, hey, let's get the Ouija board out. Um, I don't believe I was actually touching it myself. Um, again, back in those days. But um, they the, the rest of everyone that was there, you know, did the, the typical thing. And I think the entity called himself Mr. Happy.
0: No, okay. Okay.
3: But I don't think that he was a benevolent uh, being. Mm-hmm. And so it got scary and then they ended it. Um, which now that I'm saying, it, it sounds a little close to the Mr. Howdy, which I think is from The Exorcist also.
1: <laughs> that's what I was just going to oh. say. Like, I thought he called yeah. himself something like kind of.
3: Mr. Howdy, I think, was The Exorcist. In uh, well, before uh, Linda Blair took a leak on the carpet. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, OK. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of instances like that where probably at a certain time I would have said, yeah, yeah, you know, I think so. But I, I think there are probably legitimate explanations for those sorts of things. Um, so no to ghosts, most likely open to uh, changing my mind. Uh, monsters, probably the same thing. Uh, okay. Monstrous humans.
2: Oh yes. sure,
0: we show our colors in that respect uh, daily. Yeah. Like, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Not, not really a stretch at all
3: right so yeah i guess that's probably my my answer to that
0: all right all right yeah i mean uh, for my part i i am uh, i really i gotta say i i believe in both um uh, i think yeah. i think ghosts really uh most the most generous way i can say that i think ghosts definitely exist is because um there are there's definitely imprints of history on everything and Maybe that's not like it's a specific individual spirit, but I do think that like kind of a buildup of shittiness happens in places and, uh, and you can feel it when you're there. Um, and that's kind of, that's a little bit of a SoCal woo-woo thing like Lindsay <laughs> alluded to before. <laughs> um, uh, I've never really had a ghost experience. I mean, outside of the, the weird like walking through an old house and like this one area of this hallway is unnecessarily cold or the, the old, the old apartment I lived in, uh, at 16th and Logan, um, the Grosvenor arms, they, they had a whole thing, how the storage unit and laundry area was haunted. And there was a ghost uh, of a woman who would ride the elevator. And I did one time when doing laundry have the elevator, uh, just stop on the way down on the seventh floor. Like they said mm-hmm. it would, and the doors mm-hmm. opened and nobody was there. And then we proceeded down a floor and then went back up to the seventh floor again. No one was there. And then down to my floor, which was mm-hmm. weird. Um, but it's also like, it's an elevator in a hundred something year old building. So mechanical stuff just just happens too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, monsters, I think at best, monsters come down to uh, how little of our natural world we've actually fully observed. I think it's more likely that sea monsters exist than land oh, monsters sure. probably, just because we have pushed- uh we've pushed all of the habitats all the all the earthen habitats pretty far pretty much to their mm-hmm. their boundaries but there's shit underwater that we do not know about and yeah. we probably never will
1: yeah a hundred percent if i were a monster that's where i would be
0: yeah get down there Suck a a deep, event, have some fun deep mm-hmm.
1: deep dark sea yeah
0: <laughs> uh, so great job i'm gonna give you two points each oh, great. for that opening question I didn't know that was a point-related question. Oh, yeah. Everything is (laughs) point-related from here on out. Nice. (laughs) So now we're going to jump into round number one. Uh, Lindsay, Hmm. do you have a vague idea about All Hollow Tide? All Hollow Tide. It's all one word. A-L-L-H-A-L-L-O-W-T-I-D-E.
1: I I mean, maybe a vague idea.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know, make something up. Just yeah. Throw, throw, it, throw it at
1: us. It sounds like um like a like an ocean event that would be tied to um the the full moon on or around you know all hallows eve. I feel like I can't remember if the October moon, I think that's the harvest moon, and then in November is the hilarious full beaver moon. Um so perhaps yeah. <laughs> It's uh, so, mm-hmm. so cold, the... but still,
0: the whole beaver is out.
1: <laughs> all of it, full the full beaver. Ironic, um, yeah. yeah. So maybe the um the all the what is it? Full hallow, all it's hallow, all hallow tide. The all, all hallow tide mm-hmm. would be um the draw. Sounds like smelly breath. Mm. <laughs> um. <laughs> the yeah the 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 title event uh on or around october 31st cool
0: i I love that Uh, Mm -hmm. jeremy anything anything to add about all hallow tide anything you know about it
1: It
3: sounds to me that it's probably something of scandinavian origin um probably some sort of a counter holiday to your yule tide Um, something, uh, I'm going to say spirit related, probably not directly related to our, uh, all saints, maybe something more, um, what's the word? Heathen? No, it's, uh.
2: Pagan?
3: What? Pagan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You burn them, you burn them all. So it, it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah. Just let God sort them out.
3: Yeah, just exactly.
2: Let,
3: <laughs> let, yeah. let God sort them out. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so that, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say it's a Scandinavian holiday, probably of ancient origin, uh, pagan in nature.
0: Cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you're both you're both wrong mostly, <sighs> but you both had very correct things to say. You know, Lindsay, you you were talking about it being around the season. That is that is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy, you mentioned uh, Yule Tide as a comparison, and it is in fact the same kind of tide. All Hollow Tide is also known as just Hollow Tide or All Saints Tide. It Mm. is the whole season, according to Western Christianity. Um, So it it encompasses Halloween, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, as well as the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted.
2: Mm.
0: So it starts on October 31st. It runs uh, through whenever November 3rd, I guess, something like that. But yeah, it's just kind of that that umbrella term for the time we're in oh. and i've never heard it before but i think it's kind of a fun thing to know
2: mm-hmm. so is um, it
0: appropriate to, is it like a holiday season is it yeah. appropriate to say like a happy
3: holiday or do you have to specifically say
1: happy all yeah.
3: Happy all yeah uh,
0: you know you you would yeah i think you can say happy all hollow uh, although mm. you probably would be doing so to other people who are all just hanging out, remembering the dead and saints and shit like that, because that's kind of the, you know, and the per- persecuted
3: and the persecuted and the persecuted. Yeah,
0: usually just include kind of their people who are persecuted, not necessarily general person. It's a whole thing.
3: Uh, again, yeah, we, another podcast. We don't we don't care about the we don't care about those.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, great job. I'm going to give you each two points because you had uh, very valid things to contribute. To neck all Hallow okay. Tide. So and round- we're tied. You Hat. are tied. Uh-huh. Oh, oh my God. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: You're welcome.
0: Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> hey, let, let's do round number two. Um, okay, great. Jeremy, <laughs> do you have a vague idea about Spirit Halloween?
3: I have a vague idea. Talk it up. So I've noticed that when uh, major chain stores go out of business, (laughs) uh, they tend to be in strip malls, but they could also be like, you know, in malls, less trodden. Um, So you have these spaces that are just kind of sitting there empty and then lo and behold, (laughs) these sort of pop up establishments come in and they're only there for like you know say a month or two uh-huh. and i believe they're called spirit halloween and it's where you get all the slutty um halloween you know slutty jesus slutty uh nurse slutty police officer slutty slut i think they have that one yeah oh yeah oh
0: because it's actually a farm thing
3: i get it. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: right yeah it comes with overalls yeah. with various uh well-placed holes um so i think uh just ask me later so yeah so anyways these stores i believe are called spirit halloween and they are um they're important for our uh consumerism as it comes around this time very good Uh, Lindsay. anything to add about
0: spirit halloween
1: but i could not think of a more accurate description of that um i i'm very familiar with the Spirit Halloween sort of popping up in what was maybe previously a um Bed Bath and Beyond or Sally Beauty mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. kind of coming. But I feel that like we,
0: anchor real retail space. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. In that kind of corner of the the strip mall area that's slightly less trafficked. Um but uh I feel like we saw one pop up like like it's already there. And we saw that maybe back in August. Do you remember this? Like when we were down in the um, Aspen Grove for some reason. But, but anyway, mm. so maybe that's the only thing I would add to Spirit, of Hall- Spirit Halloween is that it tends to pop up and then linger longer than you think it should.
0: It's creeping in. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. Yeah, Spirit Halloween is a seasonal retailer that supplies Halloween (laughs) decorations, costumes, props, and accessories. Founded in 1983 in Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. Of course. Uh, In 1999, the store had 60 seasonal locations and was purchased by Spencer Gifts. Oh, no shit. Yeah. And now it has over a 1,000 locations across the United States and Canada. And apparently, it serves an $8.4 billion annual Halloween consumer market. Does
3: it say any does it say anything about Bed Bath and Beyond or Pier 1 on the uh Wikipedia page there?
0: <laughs> it does say specifically that it did, that it killed Pier 1. Uh yeah. oh. no, uh, it doesn't. But uh but yeah, I mean it seemed it, like
3: totally different markets, I don't know. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, you guys you guys both crushed it. I mean, it is like it is just the funniest weirdest thing that it, it's also now become like a pretty continual social media meme where mm-hmm. Anytime something has a bad day, somebody will just kind of plaster that spirit Halloween coming soon over an image of it. So, mm-hmm. uh, like this recent week's, uh, six hour long Facebook outage. Oh yeah. Immediately. One of the first things I saw when Facebook came back up was a friend yeah. of mine had taken like the Facebook offices yeah. sign and it was just coming soon spirit Halloween because, <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah. anything that's not working will soon be a spirit Halloween. I think uh-huh. I'm sure uh, in the last couple of weeks with all of the, um, uh, you know, the, the debt ceiling discussions, the yeah. imminent mm. government shutdown again. Yeah. Just slap that on the Capitol building. The White Might House. As well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. We can do it. Um so yeah. Great, great job. Uh, two points each. <laughs> spirit Halloween. Hey, let's play our first game. It's time to play Ghost or Not. So I'm going to give you a name (laughs) of a person and you're going to tell me whether that person is a ghost or not a
2: ghost. Okay. Based Mm.
0: on the legend of somewhere. Okay. And I I promise you, I didn't make anything up. Uh, You know, I didn't, I didn't fictionalize any ghosts. Neither are any of the ghosts from a fictional property. So these aren't going to be movie ghosts. They're not going to be anything like that. These are, these are either ghosts that are purported to exist uh, Mm -hmm. around the world or not a ghost. Got it. Okay. So, Lindsay, number one. Yes. Is Agnes Sampson a ghost or not?
1: Sampson. I mean, Agnes sounds really ghosty. She's a ghost.
0: uh, Okay. You you are correct. (laughs) She is a ghost. She is uh, purported to be the ghost of a witch who now haunts Holyrood Palace in Scotland.
1: Huh. Yeah. That's
2: where
0: you get your Agnes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good for her.
0: All right. Jeremy, number two. Is Alexander Keith a ghost or not?
3: Sounds like a founding
0: father. <laughs> Keith.
3: could Alexander I mean, Probably
0: Keith. dead if a founding father. So could be a ghost. <laughs> Qualifies, so at least and checks one of the boxes. We got step one out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Already a <course>. Uh <laughs> I'm going to say not a ghost. Okay. He is actually a ghost. Uh, He's a, uh, a Canadian politician who also uh, owned a brewery in Halifax, Nova Scotia that he is allegedly haunting to this day.
3: He still tends bar there. Yeah, he's
0: still haunting that bar. It's amazing. Pretty wild, yeah. It's called Alexander Keats, too. It's just got his name on it. Apostrophe S. Gotcha. All right. Hey, uh, Lindsay, number three. Yes, ready. All right. Mini Quay, Q-U-A-Y, or key, because that's also how you pronounce the word. Q-U-A-Y is key. But Mm -hmm. Mini Key, ghost or not a ghost? A uh, ghost. You are correct. She's yes! a ghost. She haunts Forrester Township in Michigan. And she will follow you home if you don't leave something on her headstone.
1: Yes, she will. She's
0: just always doing it.
1: Yep. Get All after right. it.
0: Okay, Jeremy, this is the last one. So this is your last chance to score, score some points here. Is Mordecai three fingers brown a ghost <laughs> or not?
3: <laughs> is he a ghost or like? A dead Jewish gangster from Gangs of New York or something. <laughs> Three Finger B- Mordecai, Mordecai said?
0: Three Fingers Brown.
3: Although Brown, that's pretty English. Um, well, I mean, so far everyone's been a ghost, so I think I have to say he's a ghost.
0: I'm sorry, he was not God a damn ghost. God uh, Mordecai, Mordecai Peter Centennial Brown, nicknamed Three Finger Brown or Minor, was an American Major League Baseball pitcher. And a manager uh, during two the first two decades of the twentieth century. So he is dead. He could very well be a ghost. It, I can't confirm. Uh, we just don't know it yet.
3: Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah, a half point. He was he was born in Niceville, Indiana, and he died in Terre Haute, Indiana.
2: Where's I'm Niseville? familiar with
0: Nilesville. I've only I,
3: I I don't remember where it is. Terre Haute. I used to work there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you not might have him right
1: over his grave. So you not knew a great him. City mordecai Uh three fingers brown yeah
3: yeah he's the only mordecai i've ever known
1: Mm -hmm. three fingers
0: well less is mordecai they say (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah
3: makes me think of raleigh fingers since you said baseball
0: yeah (laughs) great mustache on raleigh fingers (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now the ghost of that mustache that could haunt me any day at once
1: (laughs) just a mustache though just a ghost mustache yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) just
0: it's just floating around Uh uh-huh And it's like I got nuke <laughs> in my mustache, oh. mm-hmm. except it's you know it's like ectoplasm or something. Whatever. Yeah, sticky leaves. It's probably leaves gross. Film.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't want.
0: I don't want to get too weird. No ghost mustache ride jokes, please. We'll just <laughs> let's just let that go right by. Um, I wasn't even going there. I was Maybe, going I to know. let it I just, go. But I then, I had to beat us to the punch. And uh, it pulled
1: up and <laughs> at the stop and then like honked a horn. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: yeah, great job on ghost or not. So Lindsay, two points. Jeremy. Goose egg, man. Sorry. Uh, damn it. We're going to jump into round number three. And Lindsay, do you have a vague idea about melon heads? Melon heads.
1: Um, I think I do. All right. Elaborate. I, well, now I might be conflating those with lemon heads, the candy, um, the sour, the sour hard candy, um, lemon head. But melon head... Is that like a Blind Melon fan? Like a super, like they would follow?
0: <laughs> I would assume so, yeah. I bet, I bet they are. I
1: bet yeah, they are. that's what that is. Which
0: is kind of spooky. If you're still following Blind Melon in 2021 right.
1: mm-hmm. and you're a melon head, yep. that's scary.
0: That is mm-hmm. some October to November shit right there.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: And all they can say is that their life is very plain.
2: <laughs>
0: Fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, Jeremy. Melonheads.
3: Yeah, no. Um, that was a creative answer, but actually Melonheads <laughs> is a cover it? band. <laughs> well no, it's a cover <laughs> band. Um they play uh, blind melon songs and also Lemon Heads songs. Um they're pretty good. Mostly a local local thing.
0: Okay. All right.
3: Yeah, you're you're both
0: absolutely incorrect.
1: Oh <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> it felt so right. <laughs>
0: In the American folklore of Ohio, Michigan, and Connecticut, I don't know how those three are connected. I mean, I get Ohio hmm. and Michigan. Connecticut feels like a bridge too far. But in any case, melonheads <laughs> are beings generally described as small humanoids with bulbous heads who occasionally emerge from their hiding places to attack people. Oh, They are cryptozoological beings. Um, melonheads <laughs> of Michigan are said to reside around Felt Mansion, Although they have also been reported uh, south of Ottawa County in the forest. Um, in Ohio, they are associated with the Cleveland suburb of Kirtland. Mm. I don't have a lot of geographic context on some of these places, but it's good. Steve might know that one. And uh, in Connecticut, they are in Fairfield County and Western New Haven County. I kind of know where that is. Um, so yeah, it, really weird. They're, they're supposed to be like tiny, big-headed uh, forest cannibals that occasionally attack people
3: and yeah. uh, they're like angry gnomes kind of but they can't wear the
0: hats because their heads are too big i think that's a lot of what it is right <laughs> is it's like i could have got that lawn job but i couldn't wear the hat is that Nobody what happens a gnome.
1: is the hat designed to keep the melon head like intact so if the hat's removed then does it oh yeah because become- if,
0: if it's really just like a, a real juicy melon head yeah you need that just like to like a- kind of like push everything because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just going to kind of go splute wide and then you've just got head everywhere and it's hanging on like your shoulders. Compression bandage of sorts. Yeah.
1: yeah. So if a, uh, if a gnome loses his hat, then he becomes an angry melon head.
0: I, I like this. I, I don't see anything about it in the, uh, in, in the research, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think there's some writing the to be idea. done on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hey, I'll pop in, I'll pop into I'll, Wikipedia and start updating.
1: I'll, uh, yeah, I'll look into this. Um, <laughs> But it sounds promising.
0: What I like about this is this sort of speaks to one, like American folklore of, hey, kids don't wander in the woods because there's weird things out there that will attack you, right? And they mm-hmm. have to be uh, similar enough to kids, but scary so that kids will be like, oh no, I would be, I could be kidnapped by the melon heads and, mm-hmm. uh, and become one of them. But it also tracks with kind of just American history of of people venturing off to live in the woods and being cut off from society completely. And then maybe there are maybe there were just a group of melon heads who were just mm-hmm. all people with like hydrocephalitis or something who mm-hmm. uh, who inbred <laughs> and and ate people. Maybe they also, what's interesting.
3: What's interesting is uh, when Lindsay and I went to Tulum we got into a conversation with a bartender who was yeah. my he was Mayan. His family was still they spoke the language and they lived wow. in the area and the whole thing, and they have a folklore. Well, no, he, I mean I'm calling it a folklore. He fully believes this that there are these beings in the forest that are out there to be mischievous, and uh, they're called. I, I mean, I they're probably like gnomes, but they call them duendes. Duende. And okay. their whole thing is to you know, it's like confuse you and get you lost in the woods. And um,
1: well, there's two there's right two kinds of duendes there's like the mischievous like playful kind and then there's some that are like more malicious i thought some
3: yeah some so it was it was a very long conversation there were some booze involved but um yeah but
0: yeah it sort of it transcends um culture apparently oh yes yeah, so, i mean that the duendes sound a lot like like will-o-wisps right which is like an english folklore thing that you would see like a ball of light of dancing light in the woods Mm. And it would mm-hmm. and you would follow it and it they intentionally lead you off course to your doom. So like yes. you're supposed to avoid will-o-wisps for that reason because they're mm. they're sketchy. Because there's a yeah, because mm-hmm. we always our greatest fear, right, is is nature. So we don't want to get in any position where we're completely vulnerable to it. And that's where a lot of these horrors come from. Mm.
1: The fun fact about the Dwinde, uh, that I remember he's one hand was always in a fist. Remember? Always in a fist, yep. always in a fist, and then the feet are on backwards.
3: The feet are oh. backwards, oh. and it's yeah. so that you can't tell which direction he's walking. Oh, yes.
0: that's so cool! Uh, yeah, because <laughs> like the ending of The Shining, when Danny starts walking backwards in the snow, so that Jack mm-hmm. Torrance goes off course and gets himself lost in the head exactly and freezes right. to death.
1: Total Duende move, yeah, total yep.
0: Duende move.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. We gotta get that I had no idea that was Mayan my <laughs>
0: mythology in that movie. <laughs>
2: I mean, Kubrick
0: was layering a lot of stuff in there, right? Right? Mm -hmm. It can't all be about how he faked the moon landing. It's got Mm also to be about Mayan Mayan folklore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great Mm -hmm. job. One point each on the melon heads. Mm -hmm. Jeremy, round number four, do you have a vague idea about the Beast of Busco or Busco? Beast of Busco? B-U-S-C-O.
3: B-U-S-C-O? Is that a place in Texas? You're not going to tell me.
0: I, I, I <laughs> could not I mean I could tell you, but I can't.
1: Well just think uh, yes, it is. Odds are Busco is a place in Texas.
3: Sounds right? like something that would take place in Texas, yeah. Um he he's the beast of Busco. Um he's frightening to the late he has a tiny penis and he <laughs> drives a really big truck, way, way bigger than would be required for anything that he would do in his regular day-to-day life. And it's like the loud sound of the truck that makes people think that there's a monster running around out there. Um, but he uh, spends most of his time in Busco County and uh, just really upset about the size of his penis. And just so, always
0: waxing like, that F850 that he drives.
1: Waxing, waxing in, it so hard. Yeah.
3: Shining the tires. Um, a lot of revving. He revs it. So much revving.
1: And like uh-huh. tire squealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of peeling out. Right.
3: I like it. It's I really like sad. It. It's not yeah. a. It's not a happy story.
1: No, no it's, I mean, one, it's really an American tragedy. Uh, it's just the fragility strict. of the the yeah, male, um, like the male
0: ego on display. Mm. Great, uh, Lindsay. Anything to add <laughs> about the Beast of Busco or Busco? Mm. Uh,
1: I mean, it feels fam- familiar only in that we have a couple of them that live across the street. <laughs> Uh, these are the that... tiny
0: penis truck owners mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> with uh, fake uh, temporary Texas license plates um, probably oh, from Bisco County uh, the only place I can imagine uh, No, I think I mean, the that... best
0: thing that you've posited is that there might be a fake temporary Texas that exists and I'm totally on board <laughs> for that
1: if only <laughs> um, yeah no I, I feel like that's probably what the beast of Bisco is uh, okay. That guy. Okay.
0: All right. Um, uh, well so played, sir. Yep. In, in Indiana folklore, <laughs> the beast of Busco is an enormous snapping turtle that citizens have claimed to have seen since 1949. And despite a month-long hunt that briefly gained national attention, it was never found. Um, so in 1898, a farmer named Oscar Folk claimed to have seen this giant turtle living in the seven-acre lake on his farm near Churro Busco. Indiana, does that no is, is that a place you ever been? Sure. I've never been there. No, nope, right. never heard of her. Uh, so he told people about it, and uh, a half a century later, two citizens, Ora Blue and Charlie Wilson, also reported seeing this giant snapping turtle weighing 500 pounds while they were fishing in the same lake.
3: <laughs> big. That's a big one. It's amazing because Indiana has tons and tons of this stuff. Um, there is a lake that I have been going to since I was born uh called Lake Manitow in north central Indiana and it was native land and I think the land was purchased from the natives uh maybe the Miami Indians I can't remember exactly but um there were three or five lakes that were and they were flooded together to make one giant lake um and Lindsay I can't remember maybe within the last hundred years could be 80 years ago I can't remember there was a kind of a Loch Ness type sighting.
1: Okay.
2: Uh
3: repeatedly um I think his name was Meshekinabek.
1: It's Meshekenebeck. Yeah. It's um, like, we might be doing was... the wrong emphasis. Uh but yeah, no Meshekinabek uh with head like horse. Uh, okay. Them, was yeah, the rumor. Yeah. Right. And
0: So yeah, so he, it's it like a brontosaurus kind of vibe if you got a head like a horse, it's like yeah, long and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm
1: uh yeah. multiple sightings i think there used to be like a mill or something like off that lake and it was the mill workers that would see Meshach in the back um late at night and there's one uh rendering of him that persists now in a book called uh weird indiana uh-huh. that's where we saw it.
0: Mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to check that out mm-hmm. i mean as long as it's not just that there was a guy fucking a horse over and over again and that was what people were seeing that's a different that's night. a
3: different book that's a different book <laughs>
1: right still weird indiana but yeah. right.
0: check your public library
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah
0: i kind of yeah I, I was like oh indiana well cool jeremy will know this and then no you didn't I, oh that. yeah no yeah. i was
3: totally in the dark about that
0: it's also like it's a 1948 thing so i tend mm-hmm. to lean on hey who were these two people who were fishing like had they just come back from the war maybe were they like PTSD mode and they're fishing and they see something large in the lake and mm-hmm. they go like, oh, it's a giant turtle. Ah, And they paddle out of there, you know, eh, know. or maybe they're just moonshining or something. Who knows? People are doing totally all kinds of stuff been. while they fish.
3: Well, and I can neither confirm nor deny that there's any animal fucking taking place in the state of Indiana. I just won't.
0: Uh,
1: we can't won't speak inter- to it. No. Yeah,
2: that's,
0: that's fair. I mean, the, the, the core mission of this show is to figure that question out, is to answer that mm-hmm. very that very query, but we're just gonna have to wait <laughs> another week to find mm-hmm. out the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
3: Patience is key.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, great job <laughs> on the beast of Busco, Jeremy. Two points, and Lindsay one point because okay. you added, but you piggybacked. So I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, let's play our second game. It's time for Fuck, Mary, Kill. <laughs> All right. And this week on Fuck Mary Kill, game. you've got some <laughs> phenomenal. Classic monsters mm. to decide between. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you which you will fuck, marry, or kill out of Frankenstein's monster, often called Frankenstein, short yeah mistakenly. Yep.
1: yeah, mistakenly, yep,
0: mm. uh, mistakenly, mm-hmm. Dracula, and mm-hmm. the Wolf Man or a werewolf. Mm-hmm. So which would you fuck? Which would you marry? Mm. And which would you kill?
3: Who's going first on this one?
0: Whoever wants free for all. Oh man,
3: I think you have to fuck the Wolf Man because he's a real animal. In the sack.
2: All right. But uh,
3: um, you would kill Frankenstein, uh, because that's just gross. Monster,
1: yeah.
3: Yeah. And um you're gonna marry uh was it Dracula? Is that what you said? Dracula, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're gonna marry Dracula because he's in it for the long haul. He's always gonna be there. Internal partnership. Yeah, right. So you want somebody that's gonna stick around and he's your he's your man.
2: All right,
0: great. That's a good answer. That's a good
3: answer. Lindsay,
1: what do you think? So this feels weirdly like a twisted version of like the newlyweds game, right? Where you have to like predict what the other person is going to say. (laughs) That's because that's, those are, that's my exact answer. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See who's Uh, getting
3: points on this one.
1: Well, I will explain further that like my um, friend Rachel and I had like a lengthy dinner discussion um, about the like vampire werewolf thing, right? This is like peak twilight time, and we were d- definitely analyzing this more than would probably warrant. Um, but what we ultimately decided was it made sense to like fling with the vampire and then settle down or fling with the werewolf, sorry, fling with the werewolf, mm-hmm. settle down with the vampire. Um, it, to, to Jeremy's point, that the werewolf just seemed like he'd be a lot of fun in bed. Um, and then, but ultimately, like, you'd get a little tired of that, like, wet dog smell, and just the, you know, it's a lot of just flea
0: baths and shots, yeah, maybe baby shots all it's the time, and You're like constantly, like, dealing with buying new pairs of pants because you tore right through them when you transform all the pants,
1: yeah, like yeah. it seems like you'd be and hard on the, sheets,
0: the, the body hair,
1: but yeah, yeah and is in the like the fur everywhere, you have to get the special, like, pet vacuum. Um, so just really not a lot of longevity there. Whereas with the vampire, um, you know mostly, mostly
3: hairless
1: mostly hairless uh you know a lot of kind of cool things that go with living a long time like besides you know just the accumulated wealth um you have the wisdom interesting hobbies you know ways to pass time oh yeah you get uh, really good at needlepoint if you live mm-hmm, forever so good uh <laughs> yeah so like that all has its appeal and then really like the the monster you know through no fault of his own um really just an abomination and through (laughs) like pity and empathy like this poor creature you know let's just let's just end his suffering all right Um, so
3: just superficially too ugly to to be with not even a not even a pity fuck for the
1: no (laughs) you know like let's yeah no it's just it's just felt the most humane thing to do is just to like go ahead and and put him down okay
0: okay Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to argue with you. You're both, you're both correct. Um, I think that there are, (laughs) this is a fact. Yeah. I think, I think that there are some good arguments for marrying each of them. Uh, You you marry the wolf man. You're really only ever dealing with this issue for three nights a month. Not a big deal. Mm. You can navigate around that. You have a, you have a normal human partner, say for those three days that Mm -hmm. they have to wolf out around the moon. I sort Not. of
3: forgot about the transformational part. I just I was just thinking he was permanently oh, a wolf. Just
1: always like just teen yeah. wolf all the time. Yeah, which I mean, yeah, that, that in this
0: case too. Um, yeah. But you know, you, if if it's a teen wolf Great. scenario, Great maybe basketball. they're they're doing yeah, they're winning basketball games. They're maybe they're maybe they're just they're just grifting people at the local basketball <laughs> court. Mm-hmm. You don't think I can dunk? Hey, I'm a teen wolf, and then they dunk. Um, mm-hmm. Or right. maybe they just get a lot of housework done over those couple of days <laughs> when they're just super
1: productive, infused yeah.
0: with animal magnetism mm-hmm. uh, the uh, for frankenstein's monster i think the the big thing is like are you interested in that kind of like it you're you're basically entering into a very uh potentially clingy virgin relationship right brand yeah. new on this earth old body new mind very curious really mm-hmm. needs a lot of help if you've got the budget to do a lot of maybe plastic surgery and stuff i believe the technology exists to to, to mm-hmm. cute this monster up Mm-hmm. But the question is, do you want somebody who you really like? I think I think the being enamored at like a butterfly or uh, being frightened at fire, things like that, they'd be cute mm-hmm. the first couple of dates. But after a while, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, look, we're like, this is the fourth gas fireplace in a restaurant we've been here. And you just have to chill. this <laughs> You got to chill the shit out.
1: Yeah. He doesn't know how to use chopsticks. I mean, no, I'm at a point in my life. where I, I don't need a baby man. <laughs>
0: OK, yeah, well, that's, he's a baby man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe somebody should change the name to baby man and we'll see how people view him differently
1: mm-hmm.
3: way less scary
1: less of a monster some sort of baby <laughs>
0: man murdered this girl <laughs> 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 probably <laughs> and then yeah i mean marrying dracula you get you get all the benefits of probably eternal life you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna opt in i think mm-hmm. yeah and, uh, the only downside is you don't get to go out during the day anymore Sunlight's sunlight's gonna be a bad deal for you unless you're a Twilight vampire. Just gonna
1: I say they kind of yeah, figured that out. Yeah. Just go cloudy. Yeah.
0: I guess you get sparkly and stuff and whatever. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. Part. I mean, it's really you can make this work a lot of different ways. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah. Great job. Two points each. Great. Fuck Mary Kill. And now I feel like there's a, a, a piggyback there, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> It, I mean, it is a piggyback, but, but mm-hmm. she, she added, she contributed something something special. I got here. it. I so, see. Yeah, it's, I got it. It's, it's just, you know, hey, look. <laughs> Sometimes the real monster is the host of this podcast. Mm. I apologize. It's Terrible. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh,
0: and now, from the makers of Pomme, ou Pomme de terre it's mm. La français Francaise Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing. And the mm-hmm. only thing that's French about it is the name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I made that oh. same
0: joke last time. <laughs> it's good go go no, it's never <laughs> not a good joke, though. That's the thing. We're all going to die someday. Uh, That's a given. Fact. Fact. Yeah. Not Jeff Bezos. No, not Jeff Bezos. He'll keep uh, altered carboning his essence into new bodies until eventually the world is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but Like a Palpatine. We'll be able to get packages in two days. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, <laughs> my question for both of you is, if, well, when you die, would you want to haunt somewhere? And where would you want to haunt? If you could haunt anywhere in the world. And then also, how would you haunt?
1: Huh. Am I restricted to like just one spot and one method?
0: No, I mean, you're you ghost. You're, you're past the physical plane. You can do whatever you want.
1: Can I leave this plane and return to whatever like blissful alternative there might be?
0: Yeah, if you want to. I mean, are you right. gonna haunt the blissful thing? Are you gonna go no, there and be like, I just, you guys are all dumb? This sucks.
1: Yeah, when I'm tired <laughs> of like haunting humanity and want to be like over that, can I leave this plane of existence? These are the conditions of my haunting. Oh, I sure, guess I'm, sure. de- yeah, I'm yeah. trying to define Yeah, you, um, you get an out.
0: You can you can opt to stop haunting
1: the contract uh, before. That's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Before I enter into it. Yeah. So under those terms, um, I would haunt in the sense that like I would just come back as a in, in a way that I could still sort of like view the world because I'm imagining like, oh, it'd be interesting to kind of like go places I hadn't been before, you know, and see what people are up to and then like, to, you know, go into nature or whatever. Um, But I mean, ultimately, that is going to get tiresome. <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, and I would like to leave that or do you be able to opt out and then like opt back in, I guess. That's that's Mm -hmm. how I would haunt. I I wouldn't really like target it on any specific person or or thing, I guess.
0: Okay. Yeah. That that's cool. That's cool. Jeremy, where would you haunt and how would you haunt it?
3: I'm gonna go revenge on the nerds. Um it's gonna be the ladies' locker room.
2: What? And
3: (laughs) And uh I think the best way to do that is to mostly remain silent, but then just write words on the mirror in the steam, yeah,
1: okay. that's so you know, creepy, like, yeah. yeah,
0: what kind of words It's you
3: got haunting? Like? I'm supposed to I don't know, like um but
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, yeah, okay, I could say, but I, I mean, if we're staying true to the movie, you know it you know there's like a, and this is not a word that gets used often these days, but you know, Bush. There's one oh, okay. that you could write on there if we're going to do an sure. anatomical. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, could also
0: just be the ghost just, of, of one of the Bush family.
3: Yeah, that's what I was it's That's It's a good red herring, about. is what I'm
0: saying.
2: Yeah.
3: The USH, that's, yeah. Um, w was what I was thinking of.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Jeb. Um, maybe Jeb's ghost. He's kind of a, he's a little bit of a dud. I don't know. That would get <laughs> a lot of traction. Um, but W, you know, he's did a lot of terrible things, but he's like likable somehow. I don't know it's um, the
2: accent
3: and like a you know, yeah like a sort of a personality sort of way yeah so i don't know like um write uh things about george w bush in the mirror and just, <laughs> but just not like say anything so they're like what
0: just just in g- generally in women's this lives is, is this ghost
3: to republican ah yeah. you know like that sort of thing
0: is this mm-hmm. ghost to compassionate conservative mm. and there what does go. that mean yeah, right. <laughs> r.i.p that idea right
2: yeah huh. <laughs>
1: What kind oh, of like locker room though? I mean, I just, having <laughs> been in a variety, I, I think you'd find them disappointing.
3: No, no, no. Have you seen the movie? So they all just um, kind of like aimlessly walk around naked and they're all in the same shower at the same time. And it's like, we, it's like that meme where it's like the old guy versus young guy in the locker room and at, mm-hmm. at the gym, Have You seen that. Mm-hmm. And the, the young guy is like all like kind of coy and, you know, I'm going to put my pants on and everything. And the old guy's like, foot up on the bench. Yeah, Captain wiener, Morgan hanging style. Out. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Just blow drying um, it. Yeah,
2: that, that's mm-hmm.
3: what the that's yeah. what the women's locker rooms like. Yeah. So you Which so, part, except
1: blow drying the balls the or the
3: just just the general walking around naked stuff. <laughs> oh. I, I don't know. I've heard. I, well, I saw it in the movie, so I'm assuming oh, so it it's must be true. true. Yeah. yeah. It was
0: at least true in the 1980s. Women's locker rooms in the 1980s always had completely Purposeless nudity, even mm. if it was like a, a movie like um, Chopping Mall. There's a there's an 80s <laughs> movie called Chopping Mall about a about a mall
1: that sounds really is, good.
0: Purchase three security robots that are basically just like Mars rovers mixed with dumpsters, mm. but the they predictably uh, go mad, oh, and a course. group of teenagers who have stayed in the mall to have sex in the furniture store get trapped. But oh, uh, in, in the opening minutes of this movie, we see that this, this mall has a bustling women's locker room and there is a lot of unnecessary and unearned full nudity. Yeah. For like,
3: right. I mean, it all seems true to life. And then also the pillow fights. Yeah. You
0: know. Oh, man. All the time. Constantly. Right.
1: So yeah. many. You think the pillows would get wet, but they never do. In the shower.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: With, yeah in, the, in, the, in the scenario. The, so we used to have pillow, pillow fights as them.
2: kids
3: and it really hurts getting like you pack that pillow down in this into the pillowcase oh, yeah. and you swim.
0: It's like it's no
3: it's joke. It's
1: like a, a dead weight. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The worst mm-hmm. thing was like an old down pillow that someone that you'd like roll into, into mm-hmm. a tight roll <laughs> tube and wad it down there and then you spin the pillow around until you've got basically just like a solid piece of rope with a hammer at the end of it and just yeah, boom. Oh man.
3: Old it's old a it, well it's full metal jackets what that is. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like our, our pillows now and like that the the purple pillow like that that's not they weigh like 15 pounds like you could kill someone uh,
0: yeah i would like to see the my pillow guy get hit <laughs> with a pillow from another company
1: uh-huh
0: and and maybe be killed i don't know the, the i mean i'm not pillows. saying i want him to die but i'm saying no. if he was killed by the pillow it would be something mm-hmm. to see
1: right that's what i'm hearing
0: something to see that's a mm-hmm. yep. that's mm-hmm. a completely neutral statement <laughs> completely <laughs> all Right.
1: You're just expressing interest in in a in a in viewing a possibility. I'm just a I'm just
0: a student of experience.
1: Witness and
3: report is what I'm a witness and report.
0: Hey, great job on La Chose Arbitraire. Jeremy, two points. And mm. Lindsay, one point.
1: Oh, which is because I didn't talk about explicit and needless nudity.
0: I mean, he just he just had a deeper, he had it's... a whole deeper thing going on. It was like yeah, well, I took is, it into uh,
3: politics, which is, you know, higher brow. True. Yeah. It's a little higher brow. Yeah. Well, true. you know,
0: and you know, the ghost of George Bush is like painting stuff in the in the bathroom, in the locker room. I don't. That's right. Know. Lots of stuff. It's like be
3: happening. it's like you want the paintings to be bad, but it's like you can tell he's been at it for a while. Yeah. He's been working on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you can tell he really doesn't have any any lingering conscience about anything that he's ever done. <laughs> so he's
3: just
2: painting <laughs> away. Just a painting. <laughs> Having a good time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: all right uh so we're gonna go into the final topic now great oh and you both need to know that the score is currently tied uh-huh. at 13 how the hell did Ooh. that happen how the hell did it happen so it's getting it's getting real it's it's yeah. as real as as any episode of the show is, which is not there? <laughs> but-
3: well and to take it back to the beginning this is going to deter- determine the fate of our marriage so it's true
1: yeah. Oh, there is a lot writing on it, Dep- depending on how you look at the outcome, I guess.
0: Yeah, you just mm-hmm. finally started talking again, and this mm-hmm. could just completely shut that back down yeah. for Thanks. another 18 months.
1: I think yeah. is- <laughs> it's possible. Partner, Lindsay's right?
3: very competitive. Most people don't know that about her.
1: Yeah, yep, she, she can't see me. I'm nodding. She's nodding in a way that she's listener, nodding. I'm nodding. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Vengefully. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Lindsay, you get you get first crack at the final topic, okay? Great.
1: Okay. Do you have
0: a vague idea about the Amityville Horror?
1: Oh, heck, yes, I do. Talk about. What, it. Okay, uh, so um, Amityville, I believe, is outside of New York, um, where in the movie, it's uh, this you know young couple buys this house, um, weird stuff kind of starts happening. Uh they there's uh uh flies, there's like a fly incident where you know it's just a few at first, and then like you know, many, many flies uh come and it's like very alarming and disgusting because nobody really likes flies. Uh in come in. Numbers. And then I think ultimately it, yeah, the, a massive number of flies is concerning for you know, just mostly like plague and biblical reasons. Um, but as it turns out, the flies are there. Um because there is an entrance to hell located in the basement of this home um i believe the movie has been redone like multiple times including one with uh that i haven't seen but might rectify this with uh shirtless ryan reynolds who just like gets he looks great in this movie you know like nice job ryan um so yeah amityville uh -hmm. typically referenced uh lots of flies priest comes in entrance to hell in the basement. Um, I believe we, we uh, Jeremy and I made several references to this when we first bought our home because we have a super creepy room in our basement, which may or may not have once led to hell.
0: Have you put candles down there maybe dripped a little blood on the floor? Have you tried anything or are you just kind of no, like, open uh, to we keep had, it shut?
1: We had an electrician put in an LED light, so it's a lot less creepy. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Everybody knows the devil hates LED
1: he hates it so much <laughs> it's the it's the soft white you know really just keeps captain howdy captain howdy out of there
0: yeah mm-hmm. very good that was, mm-hmm. was very comprehensive oh, jeremy anything to add about the amityville horror
3: well to take it back down to the uh the room in the basement um we also did a what was the thing the, the smudge the uh we did the sage yeah oh, i
2: smudged for sure like hard
3: She's, much of the house. So apparently our house was overrun with uh, two um, drug addicts oh, okay. who just kind of. So I think probably they were initially really good people, but the influence of hell coming up through um, oh. the room oh. in the bay. And we refer to the room affectionately as the dungeon.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep
3: um Because when we first looked at, we were looking at the house, and we looked in there, and, and our eyes—you couldn't fixate. We couldn't tell how big the room was or or small. Yeah. it looked like it could have been a hallway or nothing. That it kind was of deep just darkness really
0: darkness. That's
2: yeah, creepy. Okay, what was yeah. In...
3: So it got got compared to the House of Leaves, where mm-hmm. the measurements didn't quite match the outside of the house. Like it was some sort of a a, it's like a, a TARDIS, an odd...
0: but an evil TARDIS
3: yeah yeah so basically what we do is we have a light um we mm-hmm. keep our spare food down there for the next the next pandemics so we have a lot of dried goods
2: mm-hmm.
3: um Some and it does pretty well yeah so the the flies stay away and um so far we haven't been sucked into the pit of hell it's been nice frankly
2: you what? both
0: look good so i mean unless and, let's, and you might be trading uh you might be trading with this hell for eternal mm-hmm. youth and mm-hmm. beauty
2: um but yeah
0: i mean i i at this point we're still kind of in that sweet spot i'm gonna have to come back and talk to you in like 30 years if you're still in the house and yeah. it well it's safe.
3: like it's like they say that's where all the fun people are anyway so if you're gonna yeah you know, right? you're gonna like, I, deal, like i
0: want to hang out with thomas aquinas like give me jimmy yeah. hendrix and fucking yeah that all the guy. cool people let's <laughs> right. let's go down to hell
3: yeah exactly <laughs> very good obviously obviously jimmy hendrix is in hell so yeah
0: i mean <laughs> Come on, with with guitar licks like that, you don't get those from you don't get those from God. You don't get those from practice. (laughs) Though ironically, the Blues Brothers both in heaven because they are on mission with mission from God. Mission Mission from God, God. right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, great job on the (laughs) final topic, both of Uh you. Uh, Lindsay, Mm -hmm. four points. Great. Jeremy, three points. Uh, The Amityville Horror was originally a nineteen. Well, it's a book. From 1976. It is uh originally a 1979 supernatural horror film starring James Brolin and Margot Kidder, uh, but also remade with Ryan Reynolds and who is the who is the actress in that? It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't. You don't (laughs) think about Margot you don't
3: think about Margot Kidder a lot these days, do you?
0: No, no, it's too bad. And I think she's Mm -hmm. she's no longer with us, right? Or am I mistaken? Yeah, she she passed away in 2018. Oh, okay she had some i think
3: maybe some issues
0: yeah she had some mental health issues and yeah, yeah and and she died uh from a, a drug and alcohol overdose by suicide so yeah okay. not not a great not a great well story i didn't mean
3: to yeah insane. not didn't mean to make a end this on a on a low note there
2: oh
0: no hey that's okay uh, people die that's that's part of how ghosts happen you know Ugh, we, we gotta yeah. be reasonable about it it was ryan reynolds melissa george i guess it's Mm -hmm. melissa george Mm -hmm. australian actress i guess haven't mm. Haven't seen her doing a lot either, huh? Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> might be something wrong with the Amityville Horror and the women. Mm-hmm. It. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lindsay, you described it perfectly. It is, it's you know, this couple moves out of the city. Uh, the nineteen seventy nine version in the book, I think, are really about the the horror that comes from sort of the white flight from the cities, right? People are trying mm. to get away from the crime that they perceive in like New York, right? You don't want to live in New York anymore. New York is falling apart. We're gonna move outside the city. We're gonna find. We're gonna carve out a safe little spot. And uh, and so they buy this house, and the mm-hmm. house just so happens to be just fucking drenched in evil, and right everything gets worse and worse. Everybody goes crazy. Um, they buy it, I think, like, a year to the day of the previous owner, like, murder-suiciding his family with a shotgun, yes. and... Mm the realtors are telling them like, oh no, it was like a mob related thing. It has nothing to do with anything. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. turns out, no, it's a very Shining-esque. This guy went crazy because of this house and killed his family. Uh, a common theme in all of horror that we experienced in the spooky season is that houses are connected to something that is evil, or we cannot find safe refuge no matter where we go. That when you try to leave the city to carve out a piece of safety in the country, well, guess what? You're worse off because the country has scarier stuff and the isolation makes it even more dangerous than being mm-hmm. around a bunch of people who are doing crimes actively. It's just it's interesting. I mean, this, this whole season really now is about ingrained human anxieties. And I think it's really interesting how it's about a lot of the anxieties that American society and capitalism create too.
3: wonder when they're going to start working the uh, the global warming thing into the scary movies with the anxiety. That's thing. yeah, that's a good
0: question. I wonder and how do you do that effectively outside of I mean cuz there're a lot of like pandemic style things right like you, you could do something maybe with zombies I mean there's already like Sharknado which is sort of a climatological issue but Where you got the day after tomorrow that's
1: Oh classic yeah
0: which could I mean, it done better it would have been a cool thing How
1: let's let's how, how could it have been done better let's really let's pick that apart
0: <laughs> I mean I would I I would start with um, like rewriting the, the movie so that the Scripts. stuff happens sooner <laughs> I think mm-hmm. that I think that part of the problem with that film and I, I haven't seen it since it came out because I did see uh-huh. it in the theater when it came out and I was like oh this is, is going to be great I think that it, the movie takes too long to get to the thing happening mm-hmm. so it really ends up being more of like a bureaucratic drama for two thirds of it followed by environmental mm-hmm. apocalypse and then you're like okay I kind of don't care now because
3: So is it like the day after tomorrow episode one
0: yeah yeah, mm. like, like a prequel. What, what, of I'm, sorts. what I'm interested in is like I'm interested in doing it in like a zombie movie way, where we get cold open on just families enjoying their normal ass day, and they go to sleep and they wake up the next day, and just like this wave of of weather horror has come through, and then mm. it's just really a story about everybody turning against each other. So it's kind of the zombie trope, right? Where the real the real monsters are just people anyway, like yeah the zombies are scary but it's really your neighbor who's going to turn on you for food and water and shelter that you need to worry about Mm
2: -hmm. um which yeah which
3: which was the space movie where they're trying to get off the planet to save humanity um the and there was like the there was the issue with um oh but maybe i'm mixing up movies oh uh matthew mcconaughey's in it right he's the astronaut
2: yeah interstellar, is, is that right? what it was
3: interstellar Yeah, which does
0: so that have was a, kind of a that has a climate component right because they're like yeah in kansas i think and it's like
3: and you can't they can't farm grow anymore. anything
1: because there's yeah. no water and yeah
0: the, there was the last epidemic of
3: whatever it was um yeah i mean I, to me i feel like that's a little more effective because it doesn't you know it's not like a big scary movie it's like this this is it Just and make it now we, we have to build a plot yeah, this is we have to build the plot around it. You're right. Yeah. I think
0: I think the scarier way to deal with climate change in fiction is to just make it like, no, this is the setting. This is just how mm-hmm. the world is, and you're gonna get yeah. used to seeing how awful everything. And so if it's like these kids are on spring break and they're just like, oh, there's another hurricane coming through that just popped up, and you just say like, oh yeah, hurricanes just kind of happen now. It's like a regular rainstorm, but it's just like poof, here it is, and they like brace yeah. for this hurricane, and then they get besieged by fish people during the hurricane. That's that's compelling. I think that would be something.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like um, the first time you saw the Matrix, and they showed you know everything's like all sleek and neat and technological and everything, and then suddenly you see what the planet actually looks like. Yeah, and and you know the you know it's, it didn't feel like it was super real, but there was still that oh fuck kind of ah. Yeah, we let you know, robots like, kind of like totally burn out the sun that.
0: and everything, and it's like oh, there's no mm-hmm. trees left. It's just it's just mm-hmm. this yeah. human battery farm now. Yeah. Right. That's some right. scary shit.
3: Yeah. So you just kind of like weave it into the plot somehow and not turn it into a world of the worlds every single time.
0: That's smart. I like that. I like that. I'm going to give you an extra half a point. Mm. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Almost. Let's so, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> so Lindsay, you're this week's winner.
1: That's of fantastic. The, of the show
0: uh-huh. with 17 points. Uh, congratulations. Thank you. Do you have anything that you would like to plug that you want the listeners to know about or to do or to check out?
1: Uh, I would just really, um, hope that if you haven't already been vaccinated, that you just go ahead and do that, please.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And get your flu
1: shot while you're at it.
0: The spookiest thing of all is not getting vaccinated now
1: Mm -hmm. when there's
0: boundless evidence that you should just go ahead and get vaccinated and Mm -hmm. it's totally safe.
1: Yeah. We're we're all fine. So please just, uh, please just go ahead and do that.
0: Yeah. And if we all turn into monsters in a couple of minutes, like whatever, it's probably not that. It's probably, hmm, probably the monster not. chow that we all ate for dinner because we mm-hmm. did. We got together earlier. We <laughs> ate monster chow. It
1: was probably the climate change. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we're just we're just adapting.
1: Mm-hmm. This is just what Darwin was talking about. We're evolution of the monster Right. right. Yeah. right.
0: <laughs> Great. Uh, Jeremy, anything you would like to plug?
3: Yeah, I would try to come up with something clever here, but I think um, I think we should actually double down on the fucking vaccine, get get mm-hmm. the vaccine. Please. unless you just actually can't
0: right Unless the rest
3: of us should get the vaccine
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. if you actually can't do it don't but if you just not that's exactly why the rest of us should yeah Yeah. Yeah. and you're kind of an asshole we all got to cover each other's asses that's Mm -hmm. that's how we survive this apocalypse and any other Mm -hmm. having each other's back
1: yeah just do something nice for some other person that's not yourself
0: beautifully said beautifully said well thank you both for being on the show again it was really great to see you both and uh, and, yeah. and we'll we'll do this sooner than we did last time the lapse from uh, the end of 2019 to now was too long so we'll do this well sooner.
3: you probably didn't want us to cause another incident it was for everyone's yeah, safety yeah,
0: right yeah i mean you know we had to lock down. you know we, we did we did the responsible thing we quarantined mm-hmm. just the the magical energy that we, mm-hmm. have when we all come together uh just to, powerful
1: just for world safety yeah.
0: but yeah thanks again um uh, listeners if you like this show please subscribe rate and review us wherever you listen that really helps us out you can also check out our other podcasts we have roll for blank streets of mage that's the dungeons and dragons actual play podcast that i dm each week uh, we also have Funky Spunk, our Sex in the City podcast, that uh, will hopefully be returning from hiatus very soon, and our Denver Nuggets podcast, the Hard Pick Mining Company, and they will probably be talking about Nuggets basketball here again very soon as we get back into the NBA season. Um, if you also like the theme song to this show, check out Michael J. O'Connor's music at michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. And yeah, do what everybody else said. Just get vaccinated if you haven't. Hey, we have all had a vague idea about the spooky season this week. And that is a good thing because the devil, ooh, the devil is in the details.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Vague Ideas, written and produced by me, Nate Rigolino, Ms. Shannon Page, and sometimes John Paros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com.